Good day, everyone. This is Matt from Matt Random, and this is episode 25. We're going to start with a bunch of call-ins I received over the last week or so. So let's get started. Matt, good to have you behind the mic again. I was just listening to uh, all of your dozens of uh, podcasts you put out in the last 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite part, as you know, is the wasp chasing you back into the house. I did enjoy that the best. And the accreditation thing is a bit mystifying. And it's a money grab. If if it's, I don't know how true it is or whatever. You know, hey, if people can make money, they're going to do whatever they can. Doesn't give it any validity like you found out and like I know too in my business. So, yeah, accreditation is... Not even worth the paper you wipe your ass with, so. All right, we'll talk soon. I'm doing a Jackson, or I guess I'm doing a U. Uh, Dinky Dungeons. I remember the game. I don't remember playing it, but I do remember the game back in the 80s. Somehow we ended up getting a copy in our group I have no idea how we got it, or like I said, I don't even remember playing it, to tell you the truth. But I'm kind of curious what you guys are going to do with it. Um, the whole Altoids box, you know, you know, that sounds cool, but when you got old people trying to read dinky instructions, <laughs> don't make them dinky instructions, because we, we can't read those anymore. We're too old, Matt. We're too old. And that was Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor. I'm a little sad that the part that he enjoyed the best was me getting attacked by a wasp. Not sure what that says about the rest of the podcast. Anyway, (laughs) hopefully you enjoyed the other parts too, Tim. Uh, Yeah, Dinky Dungeons, man, I've never played it, but I've really been engrossed with it, I guess you could say. I have been interested in it since I was first exposed to it. And uh, if you're interested in Dinky Dungeons, rumor has it that Ray Otis is going to be running Dinky Dungeons at the next GaryCon. So there may be more news coming from the guys behind it uh, in the near future as well. So uh, keep your ears open and uh, maybe we'll all be running Dinky Dungeons next year. Hey, Matt, this is Norbert. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny how you garbled and destroyed and butchered my last name. <laughs> um, it's pronounced Matausch. <laughs> but anyway, uh, great podcast. Thanks a lot. Take care. Matausch. I'm terrible with names, man. So I apologize. And you won't be the only one that I garble and destroy in this podcast i'm sure of it oh my cats are fighting gotta go hey matt jason here not hobbs the other one one you haven't met anyway i just wanted to call to answer your queries here um i've been gaming since 83 84 mostly as a gm started with the red box and marvel superheroes i would have no problem with the gm making decisions by fiat but I'm not sure that's how Blackmore actually worked. I haven't watched the new movie yet. I need to get on Vimeo and do that. But if I'm sure somebody in your 
your collaborators have read John Peterson's Playing at the World. If not, I recommend it. It's dense, very information-packed. It reads kind of blandly, but it's a very ex- very excellent history. It does have a character sheet from Blackmore in there, if you're interested, that has you know, various weapon skills, um, stats for personality, brains, looks, credibility, sex, health. It's a very interesting document. Sorry for the two-part message. Um, anyhow, I'm not sure that everything was just super-duper fiat with Arneson. You know, they're, they had stats, they went up and down, they could increase in skills. So he had something in mind. Also, what I think you'll find interesting in that book is they talk about their long-range, or I'm sorry, long-term diplomacy game where they use rules for diplomacy for the non-war parts, you know, for a long campaign like you're talking about doing with Risk. And then they would get together or have local groups get together and do battles when the forces actually met in the field. So they do mini war game battles to handle all the battles and use diplomacy rules by mail to handle non-battle encounters, right, or non-battle moves, you know. Um, anyway, I, I just thought I'd point out to you, it's a really interesting book. It, it keys right into the things you're talking about. So talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for the call in, Jason. I I have not read that book. Uh, I know Ray Otis pointed out uh, a bunch of details from that book when we were talking about this on MeWe. And having seen the movie, I think part of the disconnect between what everybody is saying, at least this is my opinion, the film is talking about a very finite amount of time. They're, they're focused more solely on the time in between when Braunstein was ran and Gary was exposed to the, to the game Arneson was running. And I think at that time, and again, this is just me totally, you know, being con- conjecturing my own ideas. Sorry, my kitten is attacking me at the moment. I, <laughs> I apparently need to lock myself in a closet when I record. Um, anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Shit. Oh, uh, and I think you're right. Arneson did change his rules over time. I know I've seen the character sheets where instead of charisma, he lists sex, which I find kind of funny. Um, but... I think the movie is strictly focused on just that short time period. And if you watch it, you'll see every one of the players that was present for those very first few games talks about how he didn't have a rule set. Like, we are clamoring for someone to post his rule set, and they all say it never existed. He probably wrote down notes here and there, things he was going to try. You know, I can't imagine he ran everything strictly off memory. Maybe he was some sort of, what do you call that, savant or something? Maybe he did. I don't know. But it sounds like he ran strictly with the way that I had kind of, and and, and Norbert had kind of presented the rules. Um, And I do want to take a little bit of uh, discussion on, on, on one of the things you said. You called it DM Fiat, and I don't believe that that's really what he was doing. I think he, his, 
to boil down Arneson's system, I think you would have to say it was common sense with a bit of randomness. Um, everything that I've read or seen have said he would look at the situation and he would determine what the likelihood of that situation was. And if it was very likely, he may just say, okay, it happens. If it, you know, it was sort of likely, then he would say, roll the dice. And then that dice roll, if it was low, would be bad for you. If it was in the middle somewhere, it would, the result would be somewhere in the middle. So I don't, I'm not, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really think DM fiat is the greatest way. Now, I, I guess that's kind of the way I described it when I asked my question, but I don't think that's really what Arneson was doing. All right. Anyway, thanks for the call in, man. So I'm already hitting nine minutes and, you know, I don't like to have my shows run over 10. So I'm going to stop it here. I've got a couple more call-ins, so I'll probably be releasing another episode shortly where I play those and address those. <clears throat> you know, people calling in and leaving a Jackson. I mean, I guess this is the appropriate place to pull a Jackson. But a couple people leave a couple Jacksons, and very quickly I don't have a show. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'll have to release a couple to uh, to go over them. Uh, thanks for the call-in. I appreciate it. I've had a pretty good response. I've gotten a good number of views. I think inside of a week, I'm already at over 50 for most of my podcast episodes. So I think that's good for not really having done anything for much of the last six months. So I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for calling in. And thanks for listening. Talk to you guys on the flip side.